Okay, now, the last part for tomorrow has to do with case usages. And by case usages, I mean we have had a number of usages of genitive, dative, and accusative. What chapter 37 does is attempt to summarize all of these and to give you a couple of new ones. But it's essentially a kind of a reference chapter. What I would like you to do is, for right now, we're going to skip B and C. And I'd like you to open your books and go to page 257 to D at the top, genitive case usages. You'll notice that on that whole page, there are eight of them. Look at your sheet, your guide sheet, please. I say here, now, we have already learned three, six, and eight. We've already learned those. Three we just had, the genitive in making comparisons. Six, for direct objects of some verbs, especially verbs of sense. And eight, um, to express the subject of a genitive absolute. We've already had those. And if you look at the very top of the page, look what it says under G. The genitive case is commonly used to express possession and with some prepositions. Okay, like meta with the genitive or ek with the genitive. Now, new uses, five and seven, and to some degree one and two, but you may omit four. Okay, you can omit four. You don't have to do it that be that enthusiastic, bits. All right. Now, um, let's let's look at these five. To express the idea of object, when the genitive noun stands as an object to the a noun whose root is a verbal action. You got that, Kefi? No, I don't. I didn't think so. All right. So let's go over this with a different example than the one in the book. Let's take this example. Does anybody remember what aphesis means? Forgive. Forgiveness. And that's related to aphiemi. The forgiveness of sins saves us. Now, what is the relationship between forgiveness and sins? Isn't it sins the object of the forgiveness? Sins doesn't possess forgiveness. It is forgiving sins. So God forgiving sins. What stands behind this, actually, is this. When you have, have a verbally based noun, this represents aphiemi. And what you're really saying is, God forgives <coughs> sins. Okay, isn't that right? Forgiveness of sins saves us. God forgives sins. So. Read, Joel, just read for me word for word the descriptor under number five there. To express the 
Okay, object. When the genitive noun stands as an object to a noun whose root is a verbal action. See? Root is a verbal action. The noun here has a root that's a verbal action. And this genitive now stands as an object to that noun whose root is a verbal action. So forgiveness of sins is forgiving sins. God forgives sins. That's called the objective genitive. That's not a subjective genitive, which would be like this. The forgiveness of God saves us. Now I mean God does the forgiving. See? Not, I'm not forgiving God. So those sound the same. Forgiveness of God saves us and forgiveness of sin saves us and they are two completely different deep structure constructions. What this is saying is just be aware that there is such a thing as the objective genitive. So in which case the genitive is going to provide the object of the verbal activity that's kind of, to use good Lutheran verbiage, in, with, and under this noun. <laughs> okay, now let's look at number seven. To express the time frame in, within which something takes place. Alright? Now, you have a day, a full 24-hour day. There is a space within that day, day, night. Sometime during the space of night, the thieves came. So if you just put the word night into the genitive, look what we've got there, nuktus. If you just put it into the genitive, it means during the night at some time. Not at 6 o'clock, not at the start of night, not at midnight, but during the night at some time. Not during nightfall. No, not during nightfall, during the night. <laughs> uh, you could say, yes, you could say at night if you'd say something like this. The thieves do a good job. They come at night, meaning during the night time. Then that would be right. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, actually, what I thought you were going to say is this is the construction in John 3 with Nicodemus who came to him by night, meaning nictus, at night sometime. Right. Now let's look at numbers 1 and 2, which, which actually, as I say on here, we've kind of had this. To show possession in the sense of relationship, sometimes with obvious words from the context. He saw Jesus, the one of Joseph, the son of Joseph. Well, I don't know if it's called the possession of Joseph exactly, but it is the son of, so when you have it this way, it can be the son of, or the husband of, or the father of. The relationship is there from the context. And then number two, this is a pretty obvious one, to express separation, 
though usually apa or ek is used, we went away from, we left the city, and you don't repeat the apa from the compound verb. So I would say one and two are sort of obvious. Basically, number three now, we had just 20 minutes ago in the lesson for uh, number 36, the genitive of comparison. We're omitting number four. Five I explained up on the board here. Six you've already had. Seven we just talked about. Nicodemus came by night. And eight you've already had. 